Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. Welcome back to the Preacher Boys podcast. I want to make sure I state off the bat on this episode that uh, this episode is going to contain a lot of extremely troubling uh, piece of information related to the Josh Tugger case. Uh, This involves, of course, uh, stories of child sexual abuse and extreme uh, abusive situations, uh, physical, sexual, uh, and uh, accounts of molestation uh, involving minors. And so this is going to contain quite a bit of Uh, horrific information from that case. And uh, it's going to be particularly triggering for people who have experienced abuse, uh, especially within religious contexts. And so I want to make sure that uh, all of this is laid out right now. And I'll probably issue another one when I dive into the specifics of the case itself. Uh, But I wanted to let you know that. And also for clarity uh, on this episode, I have written out much of what I'm going to say. So if you see me looking off to the side, uh, I'm reading as well as uh, statements and things that I'm pulling from the documents. I'll cite everything that I talk about and will include links to everything in the show notes so you can research on your own. Again, uh, most of this is going to be fact uh, cited from the actual case. Uh, If I insert opinion, I'll try to specify as such. But again, I always encourage you to do your own research, look at the facts, and draw your own conclusions there. On April 28th, 2021, uh, former 19 Kids and Counting star Josh Duggar was named in a two-count indictment filed in the Western District of Arkansas. The indictment charged Duggar with receipt and possession of child pornography after an approximately eight-day jury trial. Duggar was convicted on both counts. I'm going to use the term child pornography because that is the term that is used in the specific charge. So I'm using that for clarity. I know that there's many who would prefer that I use the word child sexual abuse material. And while that certainly is what it is right now, the charges will be labeled child pornography. It is receipt and possession of child pornography. That's the name of the charge. I'm not trying to downplay at all on any level what these actual materials contain. I want to make that clear right out of the gate. If you hear me say the words child pornography, I know that child pornography as a concept does not exist. I know that it's child sexual abuse materials, but for clarity, as I'm reading through legal documents, I want to make sure that I'm using the same term 
that can be found within these documents themselves uh, and make sure that it is easy to uh, be specific as to what the court is referring to. So I wanna make that clear right out of the gate. Duggar is being sentenced in just two weeks and uh, his sentencing was originally supposed to be sooner and got pushed back to uh, near the end of May and federal prosecutors are requesting the maximum allowable sentence under the law. The government sentencing memorandum filed on May 11th, 2022, that's yesterday as of the day of this recording, states, based on all the facts of the case, including Duggar's prior sexual exploitation of multiple minors discussed herein, and in consideration of the extraordinary efforts Duggar took to obtain and view child sexual abuse material, or CSAM, the nature of the CSAM he obtained and viewed, his efforts to conceal his criminal conduct, and his refusal to take accountability for or acknowledge any of his criminal conduct, the government recommends the court impose a guideline term of imprisonment of 240 months. So the memorandum, which you can find in the show notes of this episode, also gave us a deeper look into the specifics of the Josh Duggar case, shedding light on disturbing details related to the charges. I know I already issued a trigger warning, but I want to go ahead and do that right now. This memorandum contains numerous triggering details relating to this case involving severe physical and sexual abuse involving minors. Uh, I won't be reading the full memorandum, uh, but I'll be highlighting specific sections I think are pertinent for people to know. Uh, however, the full memorandum is available in the show notes of this episode if you want to read the full 32-page uh, document. Uh, again, research for yourself, look at the information and, uh, make your, and, uh, and make your decisions as far as your, your own takeaways there. Um, as we read through the document, uh, keep in mind, Duggar's legal team is urging for an extremely soft sentence for Duggar stating that quote, justice must be tempered with mercy. They've requested a mere five-year sentence calling Duggar a man who has worked exceptionally hard always devoted his family, and one who has exemplified selfless acts outside of the public spotlight that speak to his true character. As I speak through some of the highlights of this case uh, and some of the points here, I want you to remember this request and this description of Josh that you hear and ask if Josh sounds like a faithful, devoted man of character. It's worth noting that this request to the court for a lenient sentence was accompanied by multiple letters to the court written by family and friends, including Anna Duggar, Josh's wife. Uh, she says, quote, Josh sees the best in people and is willing to walk alongside them to help make their dreams a reality. And to Rhode, I ask that you consider reuniting us as a family again soon. Anna Duggar's father also wrote a uh, letter uh, asking for a lenient sentence. David Waller, the pastor of Fair Park Baptist Church, an independent Baptist church in Texas uh, wrote that uh, there was a struggling and needy widow that Josh Duggar supported and that he's personally observed Joshua Duggar being a man of integrity and even take a considerable loss after selling a vehicle to a friend of his at a cost. Uh, the pastor added, he lives his life knowing that he will give an account someday to God for the choices and decisions he makes. And then Michelle Duggar, Josh Duggar's mom, said that he has a tender heart and he's compassionate toward others. If someone's having a difficult time, he's one of the first to encourage or try to help them in a tangible way. Joshua has always been positive and upbeat person. He's a good provider for his family, working diligently and thinking of creative ways to support and take care of his wife and children. He's also generous and shares his resources with others in need. You can read the letters and the 32-page mo uh, motion for downward variance produced by Duggar's defense team by clicking the links in the show notes of this episode as well. Uh, but let's take a moment to review the details of this case. So shifting back away from the defense, 
and toward the memorandum uh, that is proposing a maximum sentence. This is going to give us a pretty specific look at this case. Again, there's some very shocking and terrifying details listed throughout. Um, so I wanted to give one last uh, trigger warning before uh, getting into this material here. Uh, first thing that we need to notice is Josh Tugger took extreme steps to access child pornography. On page number four of the memorandum, it says, quote, evidence introduced at trial establishes that Duggar was a very savvy computer user who was familiar with peer-to-peer -peer file sharing programs and the Tor network had previously installed such programs on his computer as part of his offense conduct, including the uTorrent peer-to-peer file sharing software used to download child sexual abuse material and through which he distributed child sexual abuse material to Detective Amber Calmer and had a long history of utilizing the same or similar file sharing programs on his personal laptop to download material from others. Given the evidence of Duggar's sophisticated understanding of peer-to-peer -peer programs and computers generally, the two-point distribution enhancement is correctly applied. On page six and seven, it says, turning to the evidence supporting Duggar's knowledge of how a peer-to-peer -peer program works of importance, government witness client Branham, a cybersecurity expert who testified he knew Duggar for 20 years, described Duggar's computer abilities as being that of a power user. Essentially, what this means is that he had skills uh, above the average consumer. Uh, he was able to install programs, modify hardware, and if need be, install hardware or build uh, their own computer. Um, and uh, Holt testified specifically that Duggar edited commercials, produced literature and graphics for his political campaign as a teenager. And he was familiar with the concept of a Linux partition as far back as 2004. The next point here is that Duggar knowingly downloaded and viewed child sexual abuse materials. Uh, the memorandum says on page six, in this case, without question, Duggar factually distributed child sexual abuse material through a peer-to-peer -peer network. On May 14th and May 15th, 2019, Detective Amber Calmer downloaded via the BitTorrent file sharing network, the files MOV underscore 0216.mp4 and marissa.zip respectively from Duggar at his car lot. As introduced and published at the jury uh, to the jury at trial, the video file and many of the images from the marissa.zip file depict child pornography as defined by federal law. Forensic evidence introduced at trial likewise established that this video and these images were not only downloaded by Duggar, but viewed by him on his computer at the car lot. Uh, the government called Detective Calmer and introduced via her testimony uh, the files downloaded by Duggar. And uh, this is on page 9, 10, and 11. I'll give a quick breakdown of some of the content, uh, but there was a video, um, uh, the video that was mentioned, uh, MOV 0216, uh, depicted among many other things, a vaginal penetration of two prepubescent females uh, by an erect penis of an adult male. And the zip file contained images depicting an approximately seven to eight-year-old female uh, that included the following. And again, I um, I don't want to go into all the details on each of these. Um, again, you can read the full memorandum, um, but I think it's important when people hear a phrase like child sexual abuse material or um, child pornography, um, I want to be very clear about what this kind of content uh, was specifically uh, because it goes far beyond, I think, what you would picture um, uh, when thinking of this. And this was not, um, I mean, this is just some of the most disturbing content 
um, that you can imagine. Um, I, I mean, you have prepubescent children, uh, seven to eight, um, who are being forced to perform oral sex. Um, there is, um, I mean, very young prepubescent uh, female minors uh, being anally penetrated. Um, and there was other contents uh, which involved uh, a seven to eight-year-old. Uh, there was one involving uh, children even younger. Um, and this is where um, listening or, or reading through these sections of the memorandum, when I see that people like Anna Duggar, Josh's wife, when I see uh, Josh's pastor writing letters defending him, uh, when I see Josh's mother writing, asking for a more lenient sentence, reading the descriptions I'm about to read to you uh, makes me sick to my stomach. And, you know, in the past, I've tried to give, you know, be fair where you can be fair when it comes to. Uh, Anna Duggar, uh, she's within a cultish environment. She's been taught horrific curriculum. But I truly believe with the type of content that's about to be described, the fact that Anna, Michelle, this pastor would pen letters of support to Josh Duggar, um, asking for a five-year sentence, uh, I truly believe Anna's children should be taken from her. She should not have access to her children. Her children should not be with any of the family members uh, within the Duggar family who have written letters of support uh, with Michelle, with Anna. Anna has lost all respect from me as a mother that she could read and know the description of this content and still write a letter supporting him. And I feel no hesitation saying that. Michelle Duggar, same thing. These are horrific people that would support this. And this pastor, this quote unquote pastor who would also write a letter in support with this type of content, he shouldn't be pastoring. Um, I'm going to read a brief description again. There is full descriptions within the document. I don't want to read them all. I don't. I want to give you a, a snapshot and and um, again, keep in mind, Josh Duggar, uh, you know, being described by the defense as being a hardworking, faithful man devoted to his family with true character. Uh, listen to these descriptions and tell me that this is not a man who should be locked away, not only for the rest of his life, um, not only for 20 years, but for the rest of his life. Um, Exhibit 35 contained approximately 39 images, uh, including a, uh, a minor girl. Um, and uh, her age was seven to eight years old. Um, there was uh, content with her lying nude on a bed, uh, hands tied to the headboard. Uh, her, the seven-year-old girl, uh, huddled nude, locked in a dog cage, being vaginally penetrated by an adult, covered in a substance that resembles blood. There was another 220 images of the same minor recovered from Duggar's computer, including those images as well as images of her lying on a bed with the words cut me, slut, and hurt me written on her in a blood-like substance and a knife pointed at her vagina, her huddling nude in a cage, lying nude on a bed with her hands bound behind her back and lying nude on a bed as a seven-year-old being whipped with a cat of nine tails whip. There's other um, 
videos that were recovered, including uh, adults sexually abusing a toddler, hanging an infant by its hands and feet and dripping hot wax on the infant. Um, this is sadistic material. Um, it's being cited as reasons you should have maximum sentence, but we're talking about content involving infants being tortured uh, for this content that Duggar was viewing and downloading. So this is, again, a small snapshot of multiple pages of this kind of stuff described. And uh, the last reason that the feds are pushing for a max sentence is if that's not enough, is that because this, this is a pattern of activity. Um, Duggar argues that courts should not be able to use these stories of molestation involving his sisters and other people close to the family. Uh, but contrary to Duggar's claims, this is from, uh, I apologize, I don't, I think this is page seven. Uh, it says, contrary to Duggar's claims, however, evidence produced during pretrial hearings and at trial, including the testimony of his father, Jim Bob Duggar, and his longtime family friend, Bobby Holt, reflect that Duggar engaged in the exact conduct he now denies. And there's more than sufficient evidence uh, to support the application of this enhancement based on uh, that. So uh, defendant engaged in a pattern of activity involving the sexual abuse and exploitation of minors. Uh, and there were multiple testimonies here, but in trial, uh, there was uh, Debbie, uh, yes, uh, sorry, Bobby Holt uh, testified that Duggar had explained that one of his victims was sitting on his lap during Bible time and he touched her inappropriately over the clothes. Uh, and then he touched the breast areas and vaginal areas, sometimes on the clothes, sometimes under the clothes, both when they were asleep and when they were awake on multiple occasions. And so um, there was also another um, uh, testimony given by Jim Bob that said that he was aware that his son disclosed to him that he had touched four minors when they were sleeping on their breast over their clothes and they didn't wake up. And uh, again, they pulled multiple other testimonies to tie this all together. But I want to talk about all this because as we think about the, um, as we talk about the Duggar story, as we talk about uh, people clamoring for a lenient sentence, as they describe Josh as this changed man, and uh, talk about the man he could become. Listen to the description of the things that he's been charged with, that he's been found guilty of, and ask yourself what the sentencing should be. Ask yourself if Anna Duggar, who's writing letters asking for the early release of her husband to be allowed to have access to her own children, if she should be trusted as a mother to watch her own children, to uh, when she's asking for a Josh Duggar to be released as soon as possible and return home when her husband is sitting there watching children literally be tortured in cages covered in blood for his entertainment. Ask yourself if a pastor who's writing in support of Josh Duggar should be allowed to pastor a church. Ask yourself that. Ask yourself, and I want to give his exact name, ask yourself if David Waller, pastor of Fair Park Baptist Church, has any right standing behind a pulpit and leading a congregation. Ask yourself if Anna Duggar's father has any right to have access to his grandchildren. Ask yourself if Michelle Duggar should have any platform or influence within Christian circles whatsoever. Uh, Josh Duggar's sentencing comes in two weeks. It can't come soon enough. And I hope he gets the maximum possible penalty under law. And uh, 
Let me know if there's any more information you'd like regarding this. I'll keep you posted if you're listening. Uh, if you listen to uh, future updates, I'll keep you posted on this as it develops. I don't want to run a story every single time a Duggar name gets mentioned. I don't want to turn this into a tabloid. But when stories do come together like this, I do want to be able to share full details and keep people posted beyond the PR work being done by churches in defense of Josh Duggar right now. Um Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, Please check the link in the show notes to find more information relating to these cases. And I will be back in two weeks with an update on this when sentencing is carried out. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.